0: Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a Private Practice Recap Podcast.
1: I'm Jackson. And I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about Private Practice Season 1, Episode 9, in which Dell finds his fight.
0: This episode was written by Ayana A. Floyd and directed by Wendy Stansler. It aired on December 5th, 2007, and was the finale of Season 1. What? We made it, Sam. Can you believe it? I know. It? A whole I can't season. because it's only nine
1: episodes. That's true. A very short season. But you know, Sam, that was what ABC had originally ordered for the entire season. Did you know that?
0: I'm glad that they changed their mind.
1: Yeah, me too. Fun fact. So, this was originally going to be the finale. I mean, this exact plot probably wouldn't have been, but originally episode nine would have been the finale. But early on in the season, because the ratings were good, 13 additional episodes were ordered, bringing the season to a planned total of 22.
0: That's what I like to hear. And why was it cut short, Jackson? Tell me why.
1: The Writers Guild of America went on strike from November 2007 until February 2008. Mm Mm-hmm. So you'll notice pretty much any TV show with a spring season in 2008 was cut significantly short, or in this case canceled altogether.
0: Yeah. It was a crazy, crazy time.
1: Sure was. And just <laughs> after the Broadway strike. No, yeah. same time. Same time, November. I didn't get to see Legally Blonde the musical on Broadway. At all? I saw the tour.
0: We saw it on tour, actually. And um, it was actually the night that the Pittsburgh Penguins won the Stanley Cup. And we saw it in Pittsburgh, so all the dads that were in the audience— I don't want to say just dads, but it was mostly dads in the audience— kept taking their phones out like every couple minutes to check the score and they were like, and right. then at curtain call Al came out in a Elwoods aka Reese Witherspoon
1: aka Becky Golsvig.
0: Yes. Yeah, but for the normal humans. <laughs> yes. Not really Reese Witherspoon, but in fact, go ahead Jackson.
1: Becky Golsvig.
0: Yes. Came out with a penguins jersey on.
1: Wow. And everyone
0: was like, "Woohoo!"
1: A night you'll never forget.
0: Yeah, that's that's always my, like, funny live theater tidbit.
1: I don't know if I have any funny ones.
0: This week, we have a featured review from Mimi Gans, and she says, five stars, thank you Mimi Gans, she says, the hosts are wonderful, both funny and joyful, truly sunshine on a cloudy day. Oh that's so nice Mimi Gans. thank you Mimi thank Gans. you that's so sweet if you would like to leave us a rating and review we could read it on the podcast
1: yes please do please do it helps people find us and the more people find us the better it is for all of you
0: yes absolutely shall we go into the episode
1: I think we shall
0: So we have Wendell and Nate, who have bruises, unexplained, and a heart attack. We have Kathleen and Jeffrey, who have fibroids and sterility. Then we have Kevin, who has a physical examination. Oh, you might remember him as Christopher from Gilmore Girls, a.k.a. Rory's dad. We also have our parenting class storyline, along with our Cooper and Charlotte.
1: All right. What's your first note for the episode, Sam?
0: How is it that they all walk in together? Like do they carpool?
1: Well, they're at each other's houses and all the time, so maybe they do. (laughs) They're always (laughs) just showing up unannounced. Maybe they maybe they do.
0: It would make sense if Sam and Addison carpool together. Because they live next to each other.
1: That's true. And then Naomi could tag along too if she's if she's spending the night.
0: I guess so. That gets half of them. Half of them in one car. What's your first note?
1: Thank you for the recap, Netflix. We are, uh, we are a little head listeners, and we took a longer break between episodes uh, for this. So I needed a refresher, and I appreciated that, Netflix. But my first real note is, you're right, Pete. You do not need any more office drama. Yeah. Also, I was convinced that one of those men was going to get a lava explosion all over their face when oh, they kept looking yeah. into the volcano. But I forgot
0: about that baby you know, beach scene. They
1: didn't go with the obvious. Yeah. And I— I applaud that. Thank you, team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I also think this show is really smart. And I like smart shows. And the whole season, they've been showing what work Dell does before everyone gets there, right? So, what a brilliant buildup of showing Dell's hard work through the whole season and then having it pay off in this opening when everyone is like, something is off. What's going on? Like, I think Violet says her office smells like garbage. And Naomi's freezing and Del always threw out the food and always put the thermostat higher for Naomi.
1: I love how Charlotte remains so true to her workplace, Charlotte. So in control, um, even in these bedroom scenes with Cooper, you're not the bad cup type. Is it yes or no? It's big potatoes living (laughs) that fantasy. And it translates so deliciously um, to her personal life, which I, you know, is not always the case sometimes they're very different um especially when it's such an extreme extreme type there in the office and i yeah. i enjoyed that
0: yeah me too and we'll
1: talk more about that as we get into cooper and charlotte with the parenting class later on
0: my last note before we get into our patients is sam is the king of mixed signals he made the choice to divorce naomi which was a terrible decision sam bennett if you're listening i know you're a fictional character but if you're listening anyway that's a bad decision sam bennett but he made the choice he ways to live with it. And now yeah. he's just being mean to Naomi.
1: <sighs>
0: I don't approve.
1: Nor do I. Shall we dive on into our patients, Sam?
0: I think so. I have Wendell and Nate
1: first. I
0: love this storyline. I had forgotten. And then when I saw the two of them together, I remembered.
1: And see, I've obviously not seen this. But when I saw them, I was like, ugh, I'm not going to like it. It's like two old straight men. Um, but then I really ended up enjoying this storyline i even selected one of these actors as our guest star spotlight
0: yeah and see the first time that i saw this and even like every time i rewatch it i always at first think that they're boyfriends
1: i did too uh, for a second
0: yeah i'm still not convinced that they're just friends but
1: well now they're not uh.
0: r.i.p nate r.i.p mm. <laughs> i was also surprised because they say they fought in korea but they seem the age to have fought in world war ii
1: I think they might be a little young for World War Two,
0: didn't they say they were like eighty?
1: Oh, if they're eighty, then that's correct.
0: Did you watch Mash? I never did. Oh, that's a bad decision. You should I know.
1: watch
0: it actually it doesn't it doesn't hold up extremely well, yeah. but um, as like a comfort show, it's good, okay, but it's set in Korea, and a lot of people oh. forgot about still forget about Korea because it's between World War Two and Vietnam, right. And people forget about Korea, but now they think of Mash, and then they're good. yeah, yeah, poor, broken-hearted Dell over Naomi and Sam, he's so sad.
1: Yeah, he is. Yeah. And speaking of Dell, I love watching him advocate for Wendell, Papa, and Nate in these opening scenes. Again, I keep saying this every episode, but his development from just being eye candy in the backdoor pilot, to this is really remarkable it's great storytelling it's very satisfying payoff i love watching it
0: yes Suri. i know i love dell in the dell vault here in the dell vault sam got punched in the ring sam has gotten punched in almost every episode
1: they put him in the most dangerous situation sam yeah
0: he got punched in the gas station Mm -hmm. i feel like he got punched one more time
1: I don't know, but he was stuck with all those sick nuns uh, with their contagious disease. I know. And somehow he makes it out alive and looking great. Somehow. Somehow. That boxing match. So dangerous. So dangerous. Start a book club. Start a board game club. Don't box.
0: (laughs) When when they had the scene with all the extras in the boxing match, I was wondering what they had on craft services that day. I was just imagining that they had soup. They were yeah. like, "We have all seventy to ninety year olds today as background. Can we please get some soup?"
1: Or like deli sandwiches, deli yeah. sandwiches and soup feel very not appropriate toasted. To that crowd. Just some
0: corned beef on rye with some mustard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That seems appropriate for that type of yeah. actual. We could
0: get maybe, maybe just some some straight, just like Panera. <laughs> <laughs> some straight <drink> Panera catering. <laughs>
1: Perhaps.
0: When Del is talking about Naomi to Sam and he says, she dazzles me and he says, I wouldn't make her cry. Oh my God. Give him an Emmy for this scene. An Emmy.
1: You hated it. I thought the actor was very good. This, this Shondalogue was both exciting and frustrating to watch, Sam.
0: Oh, it was very, it's so cringy.
1: Yes, like, Great that he's owning those feelings so publicly. But on the other hand, like yes, Sam and Naomi have problems. Yes, Sam is a lot of the problem there. But (laughs) Dell needs to give them room to sort through this new phase of the relationship and figure out what it was. Don't disrupt them in this sensitive, sensitive moment. They need this time still. I think, Sam, I think it was completely inappropriate. And then when he kissed her... Oh, oh that God. I have no so later. So inappropriate. I think yeah. he should have got I would have fired him if, yeah, yeah, if yeah. I were in charge of the practice that day. Yeah. Um But good acting.
0: Yeah, great acting. Um when Sam says something like, I will choose to forget that you just said that to me about my wife, and Del goes, Ex wife. Ugh. We love it. We love to see it. I guess. Yeah. And we hate I, it. I do see what you mean. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was so I was so ready, Sam, to give him MVP for the week until that happened. And then I took it away.
0: I feel so bad for Wendell when he is talking about how, like, bored and lonely he is. Mm-hmm. Trying so to find
1: something to care about other than the death march, as he calls it.
0: I know. Oh, it's and, so
1: sad. But wonderfully written and wonderfully performed. Oh, yeah. And... It was nice. As sad as it was, I thought it was really nice to see it. Yeah. It's so rare to see that depth and that, that type of sentiment from mm-hmm. an older character in a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, so often they're just, you know, played as a comedic bit or giving, to, you know, to support Gram- another yeah, character. Yeah, only and Gram- he really God. gets yeah. to live in his moment and live in that truth. And I thought it was, again, sad but exciting to see that.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Why did the hospital call Dell and not Sam when that happened to Nate? Unless the office, unless they called the office and Dell answered at the front desk. That's the only thing that I can think of.
1: That's my guess. Yeah. Because I assume all the calls get routed through him unless it's they're calling directly to the physician's personal line.
0: Yeah. Right? Like they'd call
1: the front desk to get transferred. Yeah. Or to pass along a message since Dell's essentially receptionist
0: yes exactly yeah i don't like this kiss that dell literally forces on naomi i don't like that at all and i love dell i I love dell we know this we know this about me i am like a dell and charlotte stan Mm -hmm. but i i don't remember it being so aggressive before when i watched it this was very like caught off guard not expected not warranted nothing
1: not consensual
0: Yeah, not at all. Not at all. And she is just, like, shocked. But also after, when Sam takes her in the hallway, pick a lane, Sam. Pick a lane. I wonder if they wrote this as the finale or if it was, like, a season 16 of Grey's Corona-type thing where this was just all they had filmed before the writer's strike or all that they had written before the writer's strike.
1: I wondered that, too. And I also wondered... If it was maybe their original mid season finale, that would make because sense. Because Grays would normally do eight to nine episodes in the fall and then a ton in the spring. Yeah. So if they're following that pattern, especially because they had originally ordered nine episodes, because it felt, it didn't feel like a season finale, but no. it felt like it could have been a mid season. Yeah. It felt mid-season. like there was enough there for that, yeah. especially yeah. in the final minutes.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Shall we move on to your favorite couple of the century?
1: Yes, Kathleen and Jeffrey. Oh, Sam. You love Uh, them. I I just, I wrote in all caps, yes, they're back. I was so (laughs) excited until I said, oh, no, he's sterile. Mm -hmm. They are such sweet people, and I love their story and all the struggles they've gone through and how they've still remained together. And so in love throughout all of them. And I just want them to be able to have the baby on their terms. I don't want them to have to get an adoption or a sperm donor. I just want them to be able to have the baby that they specifically want to create together. Yeah. It's so sad.
0: But I also can't look at Kathleen now without thinking about the West Wing. (laughs) Now that I've put two and two together, I can't look at her and not think of the West Wing. Kathleen and Jeffrey love each other so much. That's one of my notes.
1: It's so moving to see him put aside his feelings and offer that experience of a sperm donor, so Kathleen could still have that experience of being pregnant, even though he couldn't provide the sperm himself. I know that it was very clear that he wanted to as well. Yeah. Um. So it was hard. It was hard, but moving to watch him put those feelings aside to try to give her that experience
0: yeah when the brother comes in mark i have his name down as yeah mark comes in and what a first impression looking (laughs) up and down addison yuck
1: yeah yeah
0: i from now on i i call him yucky brother in my
1: notes (laughs) no wonder they decided not to use his sperm
0: yeah i wouldn't either Ugh, gross he's just yucky yucky brother but also, why does the yucky brother have the ability to have kids and the sweet brother doesn't? It's not fair. They even say that. Right after I finished typing it, Naomi said that. I have like, I, I bullet it and four was that. And then A is, ooh, right after I typed this, Naomi said it. <laughs> <laughs> the double surgery that they do goes against everything that Grace has taught me about a sterile surgical area. And I just don't understand. Like, Can I have two patients in one room unless they're like conjoined twins or obviously like a birth?
1: It's a private practice, Sam. They do what they want.
0: I know, but I feel like they still have to follow FDA guidelines.
1: Oh, they do because they were supposed to in that other surgery, right?
0: Oh, when in the she, beginning? what was her name, Lily or Lucy or something? Yeah, where
1: Addison at the hospital. bleeds out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oof.
1: So, I don't know. I think they just forgot about sterile yeah. fields. But That's fine. It's fine. Works for the drama. It does. I was
0: I was rooting for these two so hard. Oh, I me too. literally, I literally started clapping and woo hooing when when they were successful. I was like, "Yeah!" You would think I was watching football.
1: <laughs> I just wrote out yes with like ten A's in all capital yeah. letters. Ugh, yeah, I was so happy for them. Yeah, Ugh, me what too. What a great, what a great couple. What a great storyline. Perfect for a season finale.
0: It's true. And for beach houses and bebés, yes, I just had a little more Rose come in, bebés.
1: Maybe they'll move to a beach house with their new baby.
0: I bet they would move to a beach house with their bebé.
1: And maybe they'll appear as guest star spotlights on Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast.
0: You mean broadcast? Yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> I do you have anything else for them?
1: Nope.
0: I have Kevin next.
1: Kevin. Aka yes. I don't have a lot for him.
0: I don't either. Um he didn't do much in this episode. He and Addison are really cute together though and they have great chemistry.
1: Yeah. They're bringing everybody back this week, Sam. It's I like know. a giant it's like a COVID era reunion episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the first brunch after isolation.
1: Yeah. Everybody's here. Our favorite yeah. couples, Kevin from Gilmore Girls, everybody. <laughs>
0: I'm still so annoyed with Pete standing Addison up. I'm so annoyed with him.
1: Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, something I, because I know they're going to end up together. I am so resistant. Who to, Pete and Addison? Yes, or at least I'm still convinced. I don't know this as fact, mm-hmm. but I have convinced myself that they will. And because because I'm so convinced they're going to end up together, mm-hmm. I am very reluctant. To the idea of Addison being with anyone else.
0: Okay. So you still think that Pete and Addison will end up together?
1: I do. I think she's going to end up with Tyne Daly's brother.
0: And you think that um, Cooper and Violet are going to end up together?
1: Yes, I do.
0: Okay. Okay. I think they're both
1: going to have some detours first, but I mm -hmm. think in the end they will.
0: Okay. Just catching up on where we are in Jackson's jukebox, even though we will get there a little bit later. Yes. Um. Remember last week when she said, "I am Addison Montgomery," and that means something. I do. I haven't had the opportunity to use that in real life yet, but I'm hoping that I will. Um, I have next. I said um again, and just stopped saying um. The parenting class, along with Charlotte and Cooper. So do I. Cooper is about to steal this dad class. I could tell the second he saw the packet. He said, mm, "This is an Oceanside Wellness."
1: Yeah, and and it's fun to see him get competitive until we find out that he stole the exact clients. That's oh, when yeah. it got when it got bad. But at first it was like, oh, this is going to be a fun fun competition for this couple.
0: Yeah. And when they're in the class when Cooper says to Pete, aggressive and competitive, and that made me want to just burst into Hamilton when they go, um, if you're aggressive and competitive,
1: I don't know the words to Hamilton, Sam. I'm sorry. I just know the girl songs. I just know the girl songs.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, everyone has flaws. I, see, I found last week, I found out you don't know Dream Girls, Or maybe it was two weeks ago, whenever it is. I found out you don't know Dream Girls and you don't know 110 in the Shade. Now you don't know Hamilton. I think that you are you're real close to not being able to do this for a living anymore.
1: No, I saw oh, Hamilton. Oh, wait. We
0: can't. We can't. <laughs> I saw
1: Hamilton at the public theater. I saw like the sixth or seventh preview of Hamilton That's in the world. That's your point to fame. It is. I won the ten dollar ticket lottery back when it was twenty dollars.
0: Oh wow! Before
1: it was ham for ham, it was just the Hamilton lottery, twenty dollars. What did, he was for on the ticket. twenty? Is
0: that Jackson? Probably. Jackson for ham. Oh hey!
1: Yeah. And um, oh, that's
0: a shame you share a name with him. Is ASCAP gonna come get us for my terrible renditions of Hamilton? <laughs> Ship is in the harbor. Now see if you can spot him. I I think it has to be fifteen seconds for ASCAP, for ASCAP to get us. So I think we're fine. Probably. The awkwardness between Violet and Cooper is so sad,
1: yeah, it is i it was hard it was so hard to watch her when she figures out and knows that he's seeing someone else mm-hmm. because you know, like I said, we know they are going to end up together they they are already falling in love with each other, and oh yeah. it's so sad to see them with her knowing they can't be together right now, and mm-hmm. also. We got so little Violet this episode. I needed more.
0: Oh, yeah, we didn't.
1: Those were like her only scenes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In the dad class, it astounds me how much humans don't know about how to care for babies. Like, I don't care what gender you are, but the fact that we don't learn about this somehow... We also should learn how to do taxes, but that's another story. But the dads were just throwing the babies into the – I know they're not real. I know they're the dolls. But they were just throwing the babies into the baskets, and they weren't – they were, like, holding them by their
1: feet. (laughs) It was giving me very early 2000s straight men stereotype vibes.
0: Yeah. But then at the same time, when Adam comes in, the assistant, how nonchalantly Cooper says, oh, Jack is your partner. I said, this is why I love this show.
1: Yeah, and I thought they were. I really did for a long time.
0: It would have made sense.
1: It would have made so much sense. And I thought that might be the gay storyline you were telling me about coming up.
0: No, you will, it will, it will like hit you in the face with, oh, this is what she was talking about. Okay. And it's in the okay. middle of season two. Like, there will be no doubt. It will make you a sentimental man. You know who I'm talking about. It is the sentimental man, Joel Gray. Yeah. Oh, see, I don't, I don't feel that telling you who guest stars are going to be is a spoiler. Do you see no, it? Do you no, see? no, no, no.
1: I think that's okay.
0: If someone has a one or two episode arc, like it's not. Oh, yeah. I, I don't tell you who they are, but. Right. Yeah.
1: But I'm yeah. here for Joel Grey.
0: How exciting. Oh, absolutely. Also, why is Jack, this mean boss, making his assistant take this class? I get that he doesn't want to go through it, but like. Does he get notes at the end or something? Like, is he there a must. certificate, like driver's ed?
1: Well, a certificate wouldn't do him much help. He would need the no. notes.
0: No, but he could be like, hey, wife, look, I did this for you.
1: Oh, that's true. I don't know, but even notes are not as helpful as practical experience in the class.
0: Yeah, he was having his assistant um record. voice record it on those things we used to do in yep. music rehearsals. I hadn't seen one of those in so long.
1: There's one in my closet right now.
0: You had to, I just use my phone. Yep. He was recording it, so I'm wondering, was he just going to listen to the class at a more convenient time? I guess so.
1: I think so. How strange.
0: Yeah. Weird.
1: It was was very rude of Cooper to call him names when he tried to get him to come to class. But then he came in, Jack, and he was so obnoxious that he deserved it.
0: He was giving me big Trump energy, and I hated yep. every second of this.
1: Yeah, he was icky.
0: Yeah, it was real yucky, and I don't. Ugh, ugh. The the, the da- like all of the dads, as we said, all of them are a mess.
1: Except for but Adam, them, the one who's not a dad. I like yeah, him. the one who's not a
0: dad. Um, but them talking trash on Jack is hilarious. Oh, it is. And I realized at the end of this that it's all about Cooper being able to be the bad guy. I didn't realize that until like three quarters of the way through. Yeah. Also more, um, see, most episodes are why Sam loves Charlotte, how much Sam loves Charlotte. But this is a Sam loves Cooper episode when Cooper says, you came down here to yell at a pediatrician, so don't tell me you care enough. (laughs) That's a great line.
1: It is. It is.
0: Not quite as good as I'm Addison Montgomery and that means something, but. But pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good.
1: There are a lot of good lines on private practice.
0: There are. It's almost like it's from the greatest television writers of our generation. Yep. Do you have anything else for the patients?
1: I have one last note on Jack, actually, in the parent class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still don't like him, but. No, no, of course. When he comments that he's doing everything that he knows how to do, I thought that was such a relevant comment on how this country has raised men. And I appreciated that they included that instead of just having him be on and not giving us that that seed to think about.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: And that's all I have on Parent Class.
0: Do you have any, any stray notes for the rest of the episode? Or any closing notes?
1: All of them got incorporated into our patient, so I don't.
0: Oh, amazing. My only last note is that the song that ends the episode is so out of character for the show.
1: It is Can't Get You Out of My Mind by Sonya Kitchell.
0: Yeah, it's like jazzy. So Sam. Yes.
1: What's your style?
0: This was difficult for me this week because no one really was so far-fetched. I think I'm going to give it to Sam's blue heathered polo with a dark blue collar. Only because... It is very 2007-2008, but I was going to give it to Violet's ruffled floral sweater at the end, but I've given mm. it to Violet like every episode this season, so I figured I should share the love.
1: Yeah. Why not?
0: Tell me about your guest star spotlight for today, Jackson.
1: Well, today I have chosen to spotlight George Siegel, who played Wendell Parker on this episode of Private Practice. Papa. My first man. Can you believe it? Yeah. Aha. So, George rose to prominence in the 60s and 70s, starring in many films. He was in Ship of Fools, King Rat, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf as Nick, um, A Touch of Class, and many more. And some of his later films of note include For the Boys and Flirting with Disaster. On TV, he's had many, many guest spots, but he was a series regular on Just Shoot Me from 1997 to 2003 and is currently playing Pops on The Goldbergs which he's been a part of since 2013. So wow. seven years now. Good for him.
0: Yeah, neither are shows that I watch.
1: Yeah. In addition to being an actor, he plays the banjo, which has been incorporated into several of his acting roles, and he's released three albums of his banjo. Amazing. Very cool. He received an Oscar nomination for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf and two Golden Globe Awards, one for A Touch of Class and one for The New Interns. He received a Hollywood Walk of Fame star in 2017, and, notably, he was one of the earliest Jewish film actors to become a major star without changing his surname.
0: Oh, we love that.
1: Yeah. Paving the way for many others. And that's George.
0: Oh, awesome.
1: Check out his work.
0: Ready to move on to trivia?
1: Sure. Let's do it.
0: 10.36 million viewers tuned into this episode. I was one of them.
1: I was not, but I am now. (laughs) And that seems pretty much on track for, I'd say, the average of this season.
0: Yeah, it it fluctuates between like 8 and 12, I feel.
1: Yeah, seems pretty normal. This is the final episode title originating from the Winnie the Pooh series, um, which all of our first season titles are based on. And it's the final title to begin with in which until the series finale in season six.
0: I did notice that. This makes me sad that there's no more Winnie the Pooh. I love Mm. the, the little theme we're going. Yeah, it was fun. Amazing. Not a lot of trivia today.
1: Not a lot.
0: What is playing in Jackson's jukebox this week?
1: All right. So in early season two, which is almost a year away, I think Addison and Kevin will date for a solid several episode art while she's falling in love with Pete simultaneously. Okay. I think Cooper and Charlotte will date for a solid several-episode arc, while Cooper is falling in love with Violet simultaneously. hmm And third, and last, I think Sam and Naomi will continue exploring their post-divorce relationship while Dell behaves inappropriately. And that's my jukebox.
0: Okay, okay.
1: I think that's Great. the first time you've said that all day. Okay. Yeah.
0: I think so, too. Your
1: catchphrase.
0: It is. It's on our merch. Not really, but it will be. It's funny because back to our West Wing rant, their thing is okay, okay.
1: Mm, That's what ends every
0: cold open, and then it goes into the into the theme song. Wow. You would love it. That's all I'm gonna say. I think I
1: would. I think I would. Yeah, Sam. Have you thought of an MVP yet?
0: I think I'm going to give it to Naomi just for all of the crap that she has to put up with in this episode. She doesn't really, I guess she works with Kathleen a bit, but she doesn't really have a big patient story arc. But personally, she's, you know, tossed like a volleyball, which yep. is not what we want for Naomi. So no, I think, I think Naomi, Naomi's okay. my MVP. Who's yours?
1: Well, I have a double MVP. Oh boy. It is Addison and Naomi. For giving okay. Kathleen and Jeffrey a baby,
0: oh yes, solely bless. for we that. love that.
1: And yes. Naomi also. Naomi wasn't as involved with that, but everything she went through personally in the episode bumped her up to make it equal with Addison yes. for me. I agree. Normally, I wouldn't pick an MVP solely because of a patient storyline, but you. Love but Kathleen I love and Kathleen Jeffrey. and Jeffrey that much. So there it your is. Merch,
0: your merch is going to see I love Kathleen and Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we'll make it look like one of those old like wedding party favors like we have for all about mitzvahs where it says like I love Kathleen and Jeffrey and then it'll be whatever What de- what is it? December 7th, 2000? Des- wait, I'm going to go December 5th, 2007 I think. Yeah. That this episode aired it'll be I love Kathleen and Jeffrey. December 5th, 2007. <laughs> and we'll make it look legit.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And my... Rating. Since I always make you go first, and I know you don't, you don't feel confident in your rating abilities. Even though I feel confident in your rating abilities,
1: I have a good one this week.
0: Oh, good! You always do. So my rating this week is waves crashing before a storm. Some are more aggressive than vigorous than others, and you don't know what you're gonna get.
1: Hmm. I like it. I like mm-hmm.
0: it. What's yours?
1: Mine is a family reunion held on the beach. We're revisiting so many old friends. Kevin, Kathleen, Jeffrey. Um, and they're giving us that warm and fuzzy feeling of a reunion. Plus we're getting some drama. We're getting plenty of drama, but not quite as much tension as you would expect from a normal season finale. That yes. same wow factor. So it's more like family reunion drama to me than like hurricane drama.
0: I do like I very much like your rating this this week. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome.
1: Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at Podcast. and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me on Instagram at all.that.jax.
0: And you can follow me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media.
1: Theme music for this episode was composed by Samantha G. Harris.
0: If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash bhabpodcast.
1: On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 2, Episodes 1 and 2. Ooh! I know, exciting! Yeah! They're available to stream on Netflix and Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more.
0: If you have thoughts you'd like to share on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at BHABpodcast or email us at BHABpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment.
1: Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks.
0: TGIT. Bye. Bye. Do, 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 That's all they'll let us do.